I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Hello, I'm Jackie Stalwart. Welcome to Boondy Morning Reese. And I'm Jackie's action sidekick, Mark Musley. Hey, look at you, Mark. Let's go in the pit and meet our drivers. In the green hammerhead go-kart out of Gardner, New York, the tag team of mini glisteners Milo and Colby. <laughs> ah, look at the wee ones. And in the two car out of Clifton, New Jersey, old patch in the black 84 Camaro. With the Metallica sticker. Yes, but it's faded. In the three car, Jackie, the 2001 Jeep Wrangler out of Hoboken, it's Marley Dog. It's a lassie in the four car, Mark Moosley, Donna from South Orange, in the Honda Odyssey minivan. And Death himself drives the five car, Jackie. The 1971 Cadillac hearse. Oh, Death is driving today. Yes, Jackie. Will bunch me killed. Jackie. Jackie. Yes. Jackie, there's the green flag. And he's it now. (laughs) The screeching tires always sound like the wheel into the banshee. Jackie out to an early lead. It's old Patch out of Clifton in the black 84 Camaro. With the Metallica sticker. That's old Patch, Jackie. Patch hit a patch of oil. Perhaps appropriate, Jackie. But he now lies in the burning, twisted metal. Yes, Jackie. No, oh, why is Marley Dog not racing? He's pulled off to the side in that three-car, Jackie. Oh, that rugged... Uh, rugged 2001 Jeep Wrangler. Get him on the radio. Marley Dog, can you hear me? Come in, Marley Dog. Wow, man. Oh. What's happening? Mark. Yes, Jackie. He's been burning the peat. I think so, Jackie. Oh. Jackie, that's Milo and Colby. Is it the wee ones? In the green hammerhead go-kart. And now they've stopped. Well, look at this, Jackie. Oh, they played with the frogs. In the infield pond. <laughs> oh, hither the wind. Around here they call the wind Donna. Oh, it's the lassie. From South Orange in that Honda Odyssey. Oh, she's in the lead. But death is right behind her, Jackie. Oh, dead! Yes. Dead! Yes. No one escapes me. Was that death speaking? That was him, Jackie. Just as pale as the moon. Death's right behind Donna now, Jackie. Oh, faster, lassie. Don't let him catch you. He's reaching out of the window, Jackie. With his long, bony fingers. He's touching the minivan. Oh. Death. 
one. Death is our winner today, Jackie. On Monday morning, Reese. Rubber headed micro doll. Hard plastic confusion. One eyed lonely micro doll. Painted white and pink. I am micro doll. Micro doll. Very small in your box. I am the four inch model. With your little white socks. I was gifted, used, and quickly abandoned. And your little green suit. And when it rains, I put on my black rubber boots. And boot. your black yes. rubber boots. Yes. I am Micro Doll. I am Micro Doll. My left leg is melted into a smooth knob. Check in now with Joe Belock. Almost famous. All right, good morning, Clank listeners. Joe Belock here with another edition of Almost Famous, our look at the formative years of your favorite rock and roll stars. Today, our mystery band features not one, but two future members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Two! Two! Our story begins in Gainesville, Florida in 1947, where one of our two heroes was born. Back here in When he was 10 years old, his love for rock and roll began after he saw Elvis Presley perform on the Ed Sullivan Show. The next day, he acquired his first guitar by trading his friend five cherry bombs for the instrument. (laughs) He then taught himself how to play it. Formed his first band, the Continentals, at age 15 while attending Gainesville High School. Yeah. Our second future Hall of Famer arrived at Gainesville High in 1963 from San Diego and joined the Continentals. Enter into luxury through Continental doors, the only doors on an American car that open in the center. After graduation, the Continentals built up a reputation as one of the best bands in town. playing all the Gainesville clubs and becoming regulars on the frat party circuit at the University of Florida. Despite this success, the guys thought the name The Continentals was too dated and decided to change it to the Maundy Quintet. That's M-A-U-N-D-Y. They thought it sounded British, although that name doesn't sound like much of an improvement to me. But it worked as the guys got a deal to record a single for the Tampa-based Paris Tower label. 
Now, as we listen to the A-side of that 1967 single entitled I'm Not Alone, see if you can guess who one or both of these future stars is in the Mondi Quintet. I know I'm lucky and I haven't thought to cry. You've been so very nice to me. And though I love your stronger with the passing of the time, my mind Okay, that was I'm Not Alone from the Mondi Quintet. Any luck guessing? No! Well, the single didn't get much traction, and the Mondis soon called it quits. Goodbye. The co-writer of I'm Not Alone, Bernie Led, decided to move back to California, where an old friend invited him to join a new band called Hearts and Flowers. Pink Hearts. Yeah, there's really no definite flower, I should say. This led to him joining Dillard and Clark, and then, of course, the Flying Burrito Brothers, and then the Eagles. How about our Gainesville native? I don't know. He didn't stick around Florida either, moving to New York City to become a session player. He also joined a progressive rock group called Flow. But when Flow didn't flow, and most of the session work moved to Los Angeles, our hero headed west. After playing with David Blue, Graham Nash, and David Crosby, among others, he was soon reunited with his old Maundy Quintet bandmate when the Eagles hired him in 1974 to add extra guitar to their On the Border album. The next day, Don Felder was invited to join the band. Here's Maundy Quintet founder Don Felder with his solo classic and Daddy Garbage theme song, Heavy Metal.
That was fantastic. Oh, thank you thank so you much. What an arrangement. You didn't just, uh, you know, casually throw that together. You had an arrangement going there. <laughs> Something like Alternating that. Alternating lead vocals yeah. and coming back for the big finish. That's our show starter at this point. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Yeah, it's true. Everybody. Who's everybody? I mean, the song, Radiohead, but uh, yeah. you have your own little following now. Um, I kind of do. I'm starting my own stuff, so... I yeah. think you need your partner here, though. I think I do. You're like Hall and Oates, without I, uh, Oates. I know, Paul it's Hall. And that's sad. And, and she's got that confident thing going. It's true. You know, she's not rattled. Oh, no. You were a little more nervous. I was? I, I perceived it. Really? Good job. No oh, big nerve you. problem. Okay. Could I, you go solo? You're kind of like the Andrew Ridgely at this point, if I you know. remember Wham. No. I'm more classically trained than I am in... Nice you voice, though. Thing. Thank you very much, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, Kayla is more... She's more of a songwriter than I am. What's your message to everybody on WFMU in Jersey City, in New York City, and around the world on the internet? You guys, uh, you love shop with. You keep bringing them up. Uh, shop with, they love you. Hair <laughs> camel. <laughs> and an unusual uh, introduction to the Waybam Nation today. I've been asking you guys over the last week, what is it that you love about New Jersey? And you called our Waybam. That's the Wake and Bake Answering Machine at 201-701-1695. And you told me what you love about uh, New Jersey. Stick around. I got next week's question coming up, but let's find out uh, what you said this week. Hey, it's Eric from Vernon. Uh, I just want to say what I love about Jersey. We got the Devils, three Stanley Cups. The championship to New Jersey. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. We got beaches, mountains, paths. What do you need? We got it. Love the show. This is Jess from Bayonne. The thing I like the best about New Jersey are the beaches. They're reasonably clean. There always are activities to do, whether it's just sitting in the sun, swimming, or biking. Sandy Hook has a great bike trail. That's really what I love the most. They're doing a great job of keeping the beaches up. Thank you. Good morning, Clay. This is Kevin Hawk, born and bred in Nutley, New Jersey. The reason New Jersey is the best is because it has everything including the best radio station in the world, which is meant wholeheartedly. The few things we don't have in New Jersey are uh, an arm's length away. Have a great day. Keep on rocking. Yo, the best thing about New Jersey is the fact that everything is under an hour away. The city's under an hour away. The Poconos are under an hour away. Skiing's under an hour away. Biking's under an hour away. And music is under an hour away. You guys rock. Later. My name is Robert Bailey, live in Hewitt, New Jersey. What I like about New Jersey is the rural areas, especially in the Northwest with the woods and the uh, hills. Uh, I lived in Iowa where there was, everything was flat and there wasn't too many forests. So that's what I like. Goodbye. Uh, what do I love about New Jersey? Diversity. I mean, you got the skylands, the shore, those farmlands down South Jersey, what's left of them. Then you got Bergen County, the jewel of the United States, at least north of Lyndhurst. That's what I love about New Jersey. Take care. Hi, this is Mario from Cranford. Regarding the, what I like more of New Jersey is the education, the preparation of the people. So, that's what I like. Have a good day. Congratulations. 
Hey, this is Barbie Katz from Sunset Park, Brooklyn. I want to give props to all those parts of New Jersey that people are always missing. Like Camden, New Jersey. It has its own little spirit. I love seeing concerts down there. Like I'm going to go see Fish this weekend. How about Newark, New Jersey? It has a lot of culture in it. And Atlantic City. There's nothing like walking along the boardwalk and just hanging out and enjoying the ocean. New Jersey's cool. Hey, Clay. Hey, listeners. Jack from Staten Island. One of the things I really love about New Jersey are those glacier-cut cliffs of the Palisades. In front of eight, time for George and Wake Science. In the coming weeks, as excitement over the 50th anniversary of Neil Armstrong's first step on the moon escalates, it's important to remember the part the second person on the moon, New Jersey's Buzz Aldrin, played in what's considered mankind's greatest accomplishment. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Born in Glen Ridge in 1930, Aldrin grew up in Montclair and graduated from the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. He then went on to the Air Force training as a fighter pilot. He served during the Korean War flying an F-86 Sabre and was famous for shooting down two MiG-15s. In 1959, he enrolled in MIT, graduating in 1963 with a Doctor of Science degree in astronautics. His thesis titled, Line of Sight Guidance Techniques for Manned Orbital Rendezvous, is credited as an outline for spacecraft link-ups. Apollo 11's velocity, 21,096 feet per second. And in the paper's dedication, Aldrin wrote, in the hopes that this work may in some way contribute to their exploration of space. This is dedicated to the crew members of this country's present and future manned space programs. If only I could join them in their exciting endeavors. Aldrin then began work at the Air Force Space Systems Division. He worked on improving the maneuvering and docking of the Agena and Gemini spacecrafts. Did he say he could not turn the Agena off? No, he says he is separated from the Agena and he's in a roll and he can't stop it. Soon after that, he applied to the astronaut corps, but was rejected for not being a test pilot as required at the time. But in May of 1963, NASA announced another round of selections, now allowing applicants with over a thousand hours of jet aircraft flying time to also be considered, which made Aldrin an eligible candidate. He was selected as one of 14 astronauts in NASA's Group 3, making him the first astronaut with a doctoral degree, earning him the nickname Dr. Rendezvous. Nine, eight, 
Ignition sequence start. His first space mission was aboard Gemini 12, which included docking exercises with the Gemini and the Agena spacecraft, along with five and a half hours of EVAs, during which Aldrin took what's called the first selfie in space. Gemini 12's success put Aldrin in line for the Apollo missions, which led to his inclusion in the Apollo 11 moon landing, placing him firmly on the moon and into the annals of history. And it all started in New Jersey. This is George for Wake and Make Science. Uh, we almost glibly tossed that line away now, man on the moon, but by golly, just think it over. Hi, Clay, it's Connie Klegebush in the Wake Chopper. And I'm Rex Rademacher on the cold, hard ground. There goes Dink. She's referring to Deputy Dink Dougherty, law enforcement official. He's not after a speeder. Noted, Connie. Well, get him on the radio. Dougherty, come in, over. Says you, Rademacher. Over. Tell him I said hi, Rex. What? Tell him. Uh, uh, Connie says hi. Oh, does she? Hi, Connie. We saw you speed by, but you weren't chasing anyone. Are you going for donuts? No, I'm not going for donuts. You sure? There's a big fire, haven't you heard? Dink, where's the fire? The fire's in my heart when I see you, Connie. Oh, Dink. Where's the fire, Darty? Downtown, Rademacher. Follow him, Rex. Follow him. I'm on it, Connie. I love when Rex takes charge. Wouldn't you like to take charge? For once in your life. To feel the power. The prestige. To be in complete control. Of everything. And everybody. To be in charge. Roy N. from DeKalb was frightened. I never could stand up to anybody. I was always so scared. He took the path of least resistance. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. And then one day, Roy N. decided to take charge. It's the day he decided to call. A horse and a hill. We gave him a trumpet. And a horse. And a hill. And taught him to take charge. Now look at Roy N. go. If one day you find that you don't have the will, perhaps all you need is a horse and a hill. Connie, click of us in the wake chopper on the scene of a horrible fire downtown. Rex Rattermaker here, Connie. Oh. As you can hear, it's complete it pandemonium in the city. Well, do something, Rex. Take uh, charge. Uh, I, I don't... I... I'm in complete charge, Connie. Oh, Jake, you're such a man. <laughs> Look, there's a... Quiet, Rattermaker. Shut a... up, Rex. There's a baby. There's a baby in that burning building. Tardy's gone inside. To rescue the baby. Never seen so many damn stairs. All right. All right, baby, out the window, into the net. Guess I better jump, too. Here he comes, Rex. Oh, no. He's so big. Yes. And brave. You missed the net. But save the baby. Wake Traffic with Connie Klinkabush. It's 7.35 every Friday on Wake and Bake. Here's Duran Jones and the indications 
Morning in America. Still in San Diego. You can hear a baby cry. As the trains in New York City. Roll thunder down the line. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, oh, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm. And join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.